What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor. Now let's get to it. Hello, Enterprisers. Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now Show. I have with me Angela Black, and she is like the customer service guru. Like she is the person that you need to talk to about customer service, not only customer service, but customer experience. So we're going to talk about what customer service is, why you need it, how it adds value to your business. We're going to talk about how to keep your employees, I like to call them teammates, engaged, how to keep them on vision and on purpose and in purpose so that they treat your customers as good, if not better than you do. We're also going to talk about the difference between customer service and customer experience. So Angela, before we get into any of the good stuff, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one. I love that. So what is new in your world? We've actually talked a couple of times now and I really... I was drawn in by your excellence. I'll I'll call it that. Because when, you know, the old saying that real recognizes real, right? It's like, okay, Angela's excellent. I I just want to talk to her and get to know her. And then we hopped on a 15 minute call and I was like, yep, I was right. She's excellent. I want to have you on the podcast so that we can spread the good news of customer service to the world. So what what do you have that's going on in your business that you're excited about these days? There's so much. I will tell you, my business has grown so fast and it's been humbling and exciting all at the same time. There's a lot of folks out there that need help with their customer service, a lot of businesses and a lot of small businesses that are growing. And with the advent of the internet and sales on the internet and people being able to grow so fast with their business, a lot of my clients' businesses have grown fast, but then the customer service has gotten out of hand because they've grown fast. And so my business has grown fast. So that's exciting. And it shifted. I remember just a year ago, some of the things that I was doing, I'm doing completely differently now to the point that I'm seeing that there's such a need to help a larger group of people that I'm figuring out ways to work with a larger number of people at the same time instead of having to do one-on-one sessions with my clients. So I'm working on ways to be able to help a large number of people at once as opposed to one-on-one because there's a lot of businesses that need that help. Yeah. So I have to ask this question just because I know sort of the answer a little bit. Talk about how you got there, though, because you didn't get there on your own, right? You had some help. I had a lot of help. (laughs) So I um, was laid off from my corporate job and I saw the writing on the wall. I knew it was going to happen. And I knew that I wanted to do uh, customer service consulting, but I wasn't sure who my target audience was, all of that. So I heard about Traffic Sales and Profit or TSP for short with Lamar Tyler and Ronnie Tyler and went to one of their free online summits that they had. And then I bought a ticket to one of their conferences. And I was in a room with about a thousand black entrepreneurs who were all doing very well in their businesses. And it was so inspiring that I joined their mastermind group, which is a group, a smaller group of entrepreneurs. And we have access to Lamar Tyler and his brilliance. He's been an entrepreneur for many years and all of the lessons that he's learned, he passes on to us. 
And I also have access to a lot of other coaches who helped me. When I first started with the mastermind, I had not really started my business. And I had one particular coach who helped me get from stuck to start. Once I got started and I realized that people really needed what I do and I realized exactly what they need so that I can help them. Then I had other coaches in the program who helped me build my traffic and build the leads and the folks that would be later on become my clients. And then from there, I'm even changing, I'm pivoting again because I'm realizing I had 30 years of experience in healthcare sales prior to what I do now. And I ended up getting a client who is a healthcare practice. And I felt like I was at home because I'd been in healthcare for 30 years. And I realized, you know what? This may be my specialty. Healthcare may be my specialty, but I still work with small businesses, whether they be product-based, service-based, any industry. It's just that my specialty may be healthcare now. So I'm beginning to pivot a little bit and see if I really want to dabble in the healthcare industry a little bit more. But I still work with any industry, whether it be I've worked with travel, finance industry, healthcare, of course, uh, product-based, oh, e-commerce. I've done a lot of e-commerce clients. So yeah, I, I've had a lot of experience in just the small amount of time, about almost two years that I've been in business. And I know I would not be where I am had it not been for TSP. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. One of the things, so a shameless plug here. Um, so I wrote a book called uh, Flame Starter, The Art of Self-Mastery. And uh, the reason I w- wrote the book was twofold. I was one of those entrepreneurs, called it the, the daytime employee, nighttime entrepreneur for the better part of 15 years. And I literally was working myself to death. And I had to stop and really go on this journey of self-discovery of who am I really? What do I, what do I like? What do I don't, what don't I like? Who I, who am I? And so I wrote the book to help other entrepreneurs prevent getting to that point. Um, and one of the things that the Elseisms, as we affectionately refer to them as, is being open to being shaped. And so being coachable, even when you're an expert in your field, you're really smart, but you you need a coach. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo wouldn't be the player that he is without a coach. And so I, I, I always like to highlight and to emphasize that how important being coachable is. The, the other thing that I, I know from your story is being able to grab the lesson. It's one thing to have an experience. It's a completely different thing to say, what did that experience teach me? Talk about that a little bit, because like myself, I kind of jumped out into entrepreneurship and I was like, oh, I jumped out too soon. I had to jump back into my uh, <laughs> job and then I jumped back out. Talk about that a little bit, grabbing the lesson and really using that to fuel your growth. Well, I, you know, this is not my first rodeo. So I've literally been an entrepreneur since I was like 14 years old. I've had some type of business, just like you working a full-time job, have something on the side, right? But this is the third full-time business that I've started. And the first two, I didn't use coaches. I just got out there. I, you know, I went on the internet, figured some things out on my own and did my business. Didn't even get anywhere near six figures with those businesses. I think it was more so just to have a, a small business that I could use for tax purposes, you know, but 
And I, I honestly, one of the full-time positions that I had or businesses that I had, I was a professional organizer and I helped people get rid of clutter. And I was on the TLC show, Hoarding Buried Alive. They actually still show my episode. So if you happen to see it, wave at me. <laughs> but I ended up having to stop that business because I think it was in like 2009 when the economy tanked and people couldn't afford to pay a professional organizer. So I ended up having to go back into corporate America. So it's the kind of, like you said, stop, start, stop, start. But my mistake was I did not have anybody helping me. I didn't think I could afford it. Now I know that even if I had to, which I did actually, I'm just going to be transparent. I had to borrow money to join the mastermind. And now I've crossed the six figures. I've done so much better with my business than I thought I could because I invested in myself. I invested in the help that I needed and I was open to it. And, you know, that old saying of surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, you know, I know what I know about customer service. I don't know marketing. I don't know. I know sales because I've been in sales 30 years, but guess what? I still don't really know how to sell my business. I was selling pharmaceuticals and healthcare stuff. <laughs> so I needed help with all of that. And, and I sought it out. And now one of the things that Lamar at, at TSP teaches us, like he's done extremely well and is a multimillionaire. He still has coaches. He's a part of mastermind groups of his own on a higher level. And they, the conversations they have are about going to the next level. So I surround myself with people who are doing really well in business and I learn from them. That's what I didn't do. And the mistake that I made the first two times was I didn't surround myself with a community of people that were supportive and understood what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I didn't get the help that I needed. I didn't invest in myself. And now I do. And then the second thing too, I would say, get you some help. Hire you some people. Do not do not be a solopreneur. Don't try to do it by your bootstraps. Go ahead and hire you somebody to help you because I know for me, I've had three VAs that helped me and I'm about to hire another one because <laughs> I can't do everything. I have my zone of genius, which is customer service and customer experience. And I use that zone of genius with my clients. But right now I'm in the process of creating a uh, membership. I need somebody to run that part of it while I'm doing my business part, right? So I'm hiring somebody to do that. And I, when I had my businesses before, I didn't think to hire anybody. I didn't think I could afford it. Not realizing if I just, even if I had to borrow the money and invested it in them, they could help me grow my business to where I could pay that off and still move forward and make more money in my business. So yeah, I hope that answered your question. No, that's great stuff. It's a really good point because a lot of people, when they start, it's just them. And it, it's sometimes hard to, to recognize that number one, you need help. And number two, how, how do you establish and set up your business and with the systems and the task lists and the schedules and all the stuff, the templates and the SOPs and all the stuff that, uh, that is going to allow you to be in a position to hire folks. Cause I can tell you from experience that what you don't want to do is hire a person and not have that stuff in place because now they're going to fail, which means you failed. Everybody fails, it costs you money. And now you're back at square one. And now you're in the negative because you didn't have the systems and the processes set up first in order to train a new person. So they didn't literally didn't have a shot at success. So I get that. What is your definition of customer experience? So customer experience is the overall, for lack of a better term, experience that you have with a business. So most people, when they say so-and-so's customer service was horrible, 
right? A lot of times what they are really talking about is the overall experience that they had with that business. So for instance, let me give you an example. People may say that Publix has great customer service or let's say Ritz-Carlton has great customer service, right? What they're really talking about is the overall experience. When you walk into a Ritz-Carlton, you're greeted immediately before you even get in the door. You're greeted by someone outside who talks to you and sees what, you know, if you need any help with anything, they get your name. And from the time you check into a Ritz-Carlton to the time you leave, everybody addresses you by name. Uh, anything you need, there is no no. Anything you need, there's no no. So it's the overall experience. And I know for me, when I walk into a Publix, it's very brightly lit. The aisles are open. Very rarely am I in a Publix where the workers are actually stocking and blocking the aisle with boxes. That's very rare. If I ask someone, where's the ketchup? They don't say on aisle seven. They take me to aisle seven and they point it out. Here it is right here. Everything's clean. I, I don't know if you've paid attention, but if you go into Publix, all of the canned goods are forward, like they're pushed forward. Very rarely do you have to reach in the back and grab a, a canned good because there's always somebody making sure that those little things are in place. So I'm talking about the overall experience. Customer service tends to be a department in a business where if you have a problem or if you have a question and you need some help, you reach out to customer service and it's the service that they provide. So it's rare that I interact with the customer service department of Publix. But yet I say the customer service at Publix is great. What I'm really talking about is the experience. So there are some subtle differences between the two. They complement each other, but there are some differences between the two. And I think most of the time, most people are talking about the experience when they talk about customer service. So what what are some, I guess, insights and tips that you can offer listeners? Because, you know, we're founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs. How can we begin to think about the customer experience differently than we have been? Well, you got to think about it. I mean, unfortunately, the society we live in, overall, the customer experience is not good, no matter where you go. It's sad. And I think the basis of that is that employees are not happy for the most part. If you're, if you happen to be a small business that has employees, they are your first customer. And if they are not happy, if they are not um, feeling appreciated and valued, it's very difficult for them to buy in to your goal of having your customers feel it valued and appreciated. So you got to focus on them first. Make sure that the employee morale is where it needs to be and that they have buy-in to the culture that you want to create for your customers. That's the first thing. But the second thing, and I, and I think as I go around the world and I see employees, a lot of employees are not happy in their job and it shows. They really don't want to be there and they don't care what your experience is, but that's because their management, their business, the business owner has not shown them the respect that they need. I think small businesses specifically and entrepreneurs need to realize that because we're used to customer service and the customer experience not being that great, if you just elevate yours just a little bit, you will stand out. <laughs> it's almost to the point, if you do the bare minimum, almost, you would stand out right? If you do what you say you're going to do, when you say you were going to do it, and, and give you an example, how many of us 
We'll call a customer service line and the person will say, well, I'll call you back. How many of us say, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You're going to call me back, right? Because we really don't expect them to. But what if they really did? What if they called you back and they gave you the answer to whatever question you had or they found a solution or gave you a discount or whatever the solution would be? Then you would say, oh my gosh, they really did call me back, right? And here's the other thing. I'm just giving an example. I was flying on Delta Airlines from Puerto Rico one time and I get on the plane and in my seat is this little postcard. And it said, hello, Angela. Thank you for flying with Delta Airlines. We really appreciate your business. And and it was like several words on the postcard were different colors. So that let me know they literally did handwrite it. It wasn't like, you know how sometimes computers can make it look handwritten? No, somebody actually handwrote this. And I looked at that thing and then I looked around at other seats to see if anybody else had it and they didn't. In my vicinity, nobody else had that postcard. It was just me. I felt so special. I felt like, wow, they really, they knew it was me and they thanked me. Now it was something small, probably didn't cost them anything to do that, but it made my day. And guess what I did? I went online, I showed everybody. I went on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. And I was like, look what Delta Airlines did. And there were folks in the comment section saying, see, this is why I fly Delta. This is why, because they pay attention to the little things. So if you can do little things for your customers to put a smile on their face, personalize their experience so they don't feel like they're part of a crowd, those are the things that are going to make you stand out from your competition. And those are the things that build customer loyalty and get you some referrals. Talk about how to do that while you're growing, right? Because I found that in my own business, like when I first started, when people would sign up for our service, it was me on the the welcome call. It was me sending that welcome email. It was me doing all the things. And then as I grew, it wasn't, it's, it's not always me anymore. And I've even had the comment, uh, you know, early on it, you know, it's like, wait a minute, I thought I was going to be talking to the mayor. Why am I not? Why am I talking to these other people? So talk about that, how to maintain that customer experience, even as you grow. So again, that goes back to finding ways to hire people to help you. I didn't know when I was having these other businesses and my kids were teenagers that I should have hired my kids, right? Not to be on the phone talking to someone, but they can handwrite a thank you note. They can do that. They can handwrite a thank you note. We can pop it in the mail while I'm doing other things. I can pay them a salary. It's tax deductible for my business. It helps them build their, you know, 401k or whatever you want to do with the money that they earn. So that's one thing is things that you can delegate to people, delegate. And I know people have tight budgets. That's why I say hire your teenage kids if you have kids that you can hire. But also look into hiring a VA. There are a lot of VAs that are overseas that you could hire to do some of these personal touches for you. Even if it's send an email directly to a person and not a mass email, maybe an email that says, hey, I see you ordered so-and-so. You ordered the green shirt with this logo on it. And I just wanted to follow up with you and see, did you get it on time? Was there any issues? Is is there anything we can do to make your, your experience better? Something like that, right? Somebody else could send that email. You don't have to do that part. So you got to think of ways that you can delegate some of those things. And I think what you said earlier was right spot on, Elsie, about having your policies and procedures in place, because I think a lot of businesses, we just start the business. We know we got to get an LLC or an S Corp. So we do that. We get the business license and we start our business. We may write 
a, a business plan. We may not, but we don't think about all of the policies and procedures we need in place as we hire people to train them. So having those policies and procedures in place that step-by-step tell someone what you want them to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly to engage your customers is highly necessary. And unfortunately, most entrepreneurs don't have that. And that's, you know, one of the services I provide is because I saw that was a need that most entrepreneurs had. So I create those policies for them because they have no idea. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this helps because now I have a VA and I know what to tell them to do. But you got to get that stuff in place so that you can get the help that you need because you can't do it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, really, that comes back to um, earlier. We we were talking about employees being happy and you you treating them with great customer service. I can't think of a better way to treat an employee. I like to call them teammate better than to for them to understand what is the vision for this company? What is the mission? How do I best do my job? How do I succeed? I can tell you when I, I, I used to, so I'm, I'm a little bit old school. I used to walk into an office, right? My background was in technology and engineering, okay? I would walk in, they would plop down mountains of paperwork on, on my desk and say, all right, just go for the first couple of days, read this stuff. And then when you're done, follow so-and-so, shadow them, and they'll teach you how to do your job. Mm. Right off the bat, it's like you're not investing in me as a team member. You're not setting me up for success. You're basically throwing me to this person and hopefully, right, they give me the information that I need. So I can't think of a better way as a as an organization to treat your team members to say, okay, I'm going to set you up for success. Here's how you do your job. Here's a, um, the, the manual. Here are all the SOPs. Here's this person to support you, right, as you go through this process. But But really paying attention to those details internally, that's going to give you a positive ROI. Talk about your gym program. Uh, I'm curious to learn more about that and how that can help business owners get their customer experience to the next level. So I, again, remember earlier, I was telling you that I was trying to think of ways to work with a larger group of people all at once, as opposed to one-on-one all the time. So I developed this 12-month membership program called the GEM membership, and it's G-E-M. And the G stands for grow your customer base. And then the E is engage your customers and M is maximize your profits in the process. Okay. So if you grow your customer base and then engage them well, you will maximize your profits, GEM. So the first four months of the 12 month program is all about growing your customer base. So each month you'll learn something new around customer experience that can help you grow your customer base. And then the second four months will be about engaging those customers in such a way that creates loyalty. So that second four months will be all about engaging your customers. And then the last four months will be about how you can use the customer experience to maximize your profits in your business. So it's an ongoing program. Anytime you join, you just join at, you know, you'll start off at month one. So it doesn't matter when you join the program, but I'm looking forward to helping a larger number of people with this program because I'm going to be teaching different concepts about customer service and customer experience. But you will also every month get an SOP template, a a standard operating procedure template for your business around different customer service and customer experience topics. So you'll have an SOP template showing you how to increase customer referrals, showing you how to decrease churn from your business. I'll also have experts come in. I'll have somebody who is 
an expert at statistics and she'll talk to you about churn and how to figure out churn and how to reduce it. I'll have somebody from HR come talk to you about how to hire the best customer service employees. So I'm excited about this program. It's going to help a lot of people without me having to work one-on-one. I'll be able to help more people at once. You'll also get access to me. Every month, I'll have a Q&A session where you can come on and use me as your VP of customer service. Ask me questions. I'll help you work through any customer issues, especially those hard to deal with customers. I'll help you work with that too. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good program. Now, what what led you to that business model? TSP. (laughs) Being (laughs) honest, TSP, they helped me because it, it actually kind of follows in a way somewhat the model of the mastermind. It's a group of people that have access to Lamar. Well, you now have access to me, right? And Lamar is able to help a group of us all at once, just like I want to help a group of my clients all at once. And I just kind of, like I said, the things that he learned in his business, he teaches us. I just took what he did and kind of redid it (laughs) in my membership. But it just, it makes it easier for me to help a larger amount of people because I see there are so many people who have just not even thought about their customer experience. And you're also going to find out how to build your customer journey from the very beginning where they find out about your business to the time they purchase from you and beyond that whole customer journey. I'm going to teach you how to build it out and how to plan it. You've got to plan it. It is not a coincidence that when you walk into Publix, that the cans are pushed forward or that the employees walk you to the aisle. That's part of their culture. That's part of their plan and the way they want the customer experience and the customer journey to be. So you've got to plan those things and then teach your employees how to do it. And I can show you how to do all of that. You're making me want to go to a Publix. I have never been to a Publix. I don't even know if they have Publix in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, you know, there are some places, I know it's regional, but there are other stores, I'm sure, that are on the same level as a Publix. It's more expensive than other grocery stores. But that's the other thing. People will pay for a better experience. And I know that they will. They'll pay for a better experience. They do it all the time. There's no, the only difference between a Ritz Carlton, well, it's not the only difference. There's a lot of differences between a Ritz Carlton and a Holiday Inn outside of the fact that the sheets might be softer and all of that and the decorations are better, but it's the overall experience. And I will pay more to stay at a Ritz Carlton than I will at a Holiday Inn, right? A lot of us, if we can afford it, would do the same. So yeah, people will pay more for that. So I go to Publix and I refuse. I cannot shop at a Walmart anymore. Can't do it. You don't like standing in the long lines and going in, buying the groceries, putting them in the cart and then checking your own self out. You mean you don't like that? No, I don't like that. I don't like the dimly lit stores. I don't like the fact that if I can find somebody who works there, which is rare, that sometimes they don't even know where to take me or to tell me to go to find what it is I'm looking for. The aisles are always dirty and cluttered. No, I don't like any of that. So I will pay for a better experience. (laughs) Go somewhere else. Yeah. What are some of the other organizations? I heard you mention Publix, Delta and Ritz Carlton. What are some other organizations that you feel are doing it right? I know Virgin Voyages has a really good rating for customer service. And I'm going to tell you Amazon. So there are some folks that say they don't like Amazon's customer service. I love it. Love Amazon's customer service. I have had issues with, because I order a lot from Amazon, as a lot of people do. (laughs) And I ordered something and it showed up as delivered on my Amazon order form or order page, but it wasn't, it had not been delivered. So I called them and the young lady was on the phone with me and she said it was a, 
like a little desk, a little small desk. And she said, let's find, she said, let's order you a new one, but they were out of stock. So then she sent me three other ones that looked just like it. And she said, pick one. So I picked one I liked, but it was $30 more than the one that I had originally ordered. She said, don't worry about that $30. We got it. We're going to send this to you. She said, if the first one does show up, you can keep it. Do you know a week later, the first one showed up and I ended up with two of them? The hard part about that though, Amazon can afford to do that. That's the hard part. Most small businesses cannot afford to do that. So I give Amazon kudos that they'll do whatever to make the, you know, the customer happy as long as, as long as you're not trying to get over on Amazon, they're going to do what they can to make sure that you're happy. Right. But for a small business, there are ways that you can still recover those customers that are angry because they didn't get something on time. You can still recover them. And, you know, I, I teach people how to do that. It's an art to it. It's, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, their business is their baby. And if you call their baby ugly, <laughs> they get defensive. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. You're passionate about your baby, right? But you got to remain professional. You got to have a sense of decorum when you're talking with someone who's angry. And there are ways that you can kind of diffuse the situation. It does not work every time. It does work most of the time. And I can teach people how to do that because I've been in sales. I've been cursed out. I've been hung up on. I've been yelled at. I've been cried. People have cried on the phone with me. I've had to develop a very thick skin, right? And still remain professional. And even during the times that people have been disrespectful, like cursed at me, I've still been respectful and professional and said things like, I'm trying to help you. I cannot help you if you continue to speak to me this way. And if you do continue to speak to me this way, I'm going to have to end the conversation. And if they continue, I hang up the phone. And that's just one customer. You can't win them all. You, you will lose some, but you try. And that's the thing. I do try my best to maintain any of my customers or my clients and not lose them. But there are going to be some that you just can't, you know, what they say, what's the saying? All money is not good money. <laughs> So you will lose some customers, but, and I don't advocate for any abuse. I don't advocate that anybody puts up with any abuse, but to the extent that you can try your best to recover those customers that are upset with you about something. I totally agree. It, especially being people are people. And, and the funny thing with, with me is I love people, but they annoy me to no end at the same time <laughs> because people are people. Like you can give somebody everything and they'll still complain about the one thing that they feel like you didn't give them. Right. But you're right. It, it's just a matter of, of really coming from a place of gratitude. Right. Because for me, being an entrepreneur is a dream. Like I've wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was 14 years old. So that customer represents and to some extent, the expression of that dream. And so I have to remind myself of that. Like, this is your dream, Elsie. This is what you, what you dreamt of. So, so act, you know, act accordingly. I have to remind myself that more sometimes than others, but you're right. It, it, and you can't win them all. You can do the best you can do and you leave everything on the table. If people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do or to join your program, how can they do that? So there's several ways. So I'm on all of the different social media platforms as the T-H-E-E -E, customer queen. You can find me that way. But then my email address is info, I-N-F-O at Angela Black 
crc.com. And the CRC is the initials of my business, which is client relations consultants. So it's info at Angela Black CRC.com. That's my email address. My website is www.angelablackcrc.com. So those are the ways that you can reach me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Angela Black, the customer queen. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I've enjoyed this. Thank you very much. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it.